Holy Gospel comes to us today from the book of Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Luke chapter 21. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another, all will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be, and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places, famines and plagues. There will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The word of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and His Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Ironically, that was one of the more bold thanks be to God I've ever heard you guys give in light of that very apocalyptic text. We find ourselves wondering, Jesus, why are we going into this conversation? Why this apocalyptic language? Why do we have this deep, profound promise? that all things are going to come to an end. You know, the disciples, they are themselves, they're in Jerusalem, they're there before that Passover week. This is in Luke's Gospel, right at the crux of the Passover celebration. Holy Week is about to begin in Luke's story. And here we have the disciples up at the temple, and they just take notice of how beautiful this temple is of how it's adorned and covered in bronze and there's gold and silver all throughout and gemstones all throughout. And Jesus looks at them and he says, yeah, but it's all going to come to an end. Every single stone will be torn down from the space. And then he goes further. He goes further. He says, but before all this, they will lay, they, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They would deliver you to synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and governors and all on account of my name. This will result in your being witnesses to them. What Jesus is doing is he is pointing out that in their observation, in their joy, in their fixation on this place, this temple, this holiest of holies, Jesus is not denouncing the temple. But what he is doing is he's taking their mind, taking their observation off of this beautiful man-made thing and reminding them of what is to come 
for them in the name of doing the church's work. What Jesus is reminding us is that our life and the world and everything in it is temporary. Amen? Amen. But it's hard for us to believe that. It's hard for us to believe that life and everything in it is temporary. I mean, when we think about it, we fixate, we fixate all of our goals in life as though it is something that is never going to have a time stamp on it. We spend our childhoods going to school and becoming educated. We go into school, uh, postgraduate work, and for some of us, it's countless years, countless dollars, countless hours to establish this possibility of years upon years and a vocation that, God willing, is something we genuinely love and strive to be in. But even the concept of that coming to an end in the blink of an eye is hard to fathom. Amen? Amen. And not only do, the, do we do that, maybe, God willing, we are blessed with a partner, a spouse, to come into our lives, and, and we, we fall in love, we're happy, we get married, and we imagine the countless years, the countless things that we would be a part of together, not knowing that in the blink of an eye, it could come to an end like that. We don't think that way in our minds, naturally. And we set these goals. We set our goals on our retirement. We set our goals on our vacations. We set our goals on our kids growing and being phenomenal athletes, phenomenal musicians, and all the capacities, including the governor's six-peat win. Amen? They did it again, right? And I loved hearing that great news on behalf of our athletes. And I bet in their mind, this morning's text wouldn't even come to thought. Not even one. Jesus reminds us that all things will come to an end. Sometimes it's by natural disasters. We do live on the crux of Tornado Alley. I think a lot of us have grown up either being close to or witnessing, seeing the destruction, but actually, but also seeing the awe that comes with God's creation. Some of us maybe have experienced uh, hurricanes not me personally, but I know others are very much a part of that and can see the destruction that comes within mere minutes. And earthquakes, wildfires. Jesus tells us, he's painting this picture for the disciples, believe it or not, these things will happen. It is unavoidable. You are not going to escape the wrath of the creation of God. But sometimes it comes in other forms. Jesus clearly reminds them that wars are going to happen. As you are disciples, as you carry the story, this death and resurrection story, death will happen, wars will happen, wars are disgusting, they are the most heinous thing that humanity can do. One of my gifts is that I, I'm blessed to have some friends in very unique places, and some of them come from the military and the special forces uh, arena of it. And I promise you in the stories that I've heard them share with me, I think they would rather see the end of the world come right here and right now than go back to war and face the things they have faced. But Jesus says these things will happen. Humanity will do it again and again. He says, but before all that takes place, before that final moment in which it happens, 
you, brothers and sisters in Christ, will be arrested and dragged out into the streets. This will result in your being witnesses to them. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed, even by parents, by brothers, by relatives and friends. They will put some, some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me. Because of me. I'm thinking for the disciples in this moment standing outside that temple. This is not the pep talk that they were ever envisioning they would ever receive before spending their last days with their rabbi, their teacher, the man who will be their savior. It is not the pep talk that any of us want to hear either. Amen? In fact, we'd love to hear the reverse opposite. We'd love the fairy tale ending. And that doesn't happen on this side of the cross, coming back to last week's sermon. It doesn't happen on this side of the cross. But what do we have? What we do have is these words. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. For those of us that cling to this gospel message, that cling to the story, that cling to God's words, that cling to the baptismal promises, maybe even if we were infants and we never heard the words, there was the word spoken by a pastor over you with the waters and the promise given by God that you are named and claimed as a child of God. And as we cling to that promise, as we cling to that identity, and when that moment comes, if that moment comes, that we too are questioned for our faith, that we too are questioned for how we do church, when we too are questioned and dragged into council meetings, out into the streets, into annual meetings, into whatever that space is, and we cling to that word of God and we say, this is all I've got, Jesus is there. He promises he will be there. And he promises that this is enough. So we can live life in fear. And trust me, when we think even the possibility of wars striking here on the home front, or another natural disaster swooping in at a moment's notice, when we think about those things, it is terrifying. It is terrifying when we cling to the world. It is terrifying when we cling to our stuff. It is terrifying when we cling to the moment. But in faith, in trust of God's pronunciation, God's proclamation, God's promise, that death is actually the new beginning, that the end is actually the beginning. With that promise, those that walk in faith, we do hold our chins up. We smile and we say, let it come, Lord Jesus. Let it come. As the story goes, the disciples will leave that temple side and they will continue down the road. They will continue into that final meal. Jesus will be dragged out into the streets, into the courtyard. 
He will take on everything that he has already described to his disciples. And he will go to the cross, but he will rise again. Amen? He will rise again. And he will look at his disciples and he will say, you too have this promise. You too have this gift. You too can live a life where you fear no longer. And every single one of them will do that. Every single one of those disciples will die a death that most will never experience. But they do it boldly. They do it boldly looking into the heavenly realms knowing that Christ's promise is enough. So for us, as we gather again this morning, as we prepare for next week, which is Christ the King Sunday, in which we remember who our King is, the one that gives us these promises, and as we begin the new church year of Advent once again, let us remember that the other side of the cross, the baptized children of God that we are, is all that is necessary. Thanks be to God. Amen.